podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I think we may be live this time, I'm not sure. We're having some teething problems at the Villa View. We promised a new start, a new year, a new start. It's not materialised. I didn't see an intro then or anything. We are live. live. Omar's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Villa View. It's time for the post-match binds in association with Purity Ale. If you want to get 10% off everything Purity have to offer, just use the code hashtag Villa View. I'm sure you can forgive us the technical gremlin today because everyone should be absolutely delighted because Villa have gone to Tottenham Hotspur and won 2-0 today, Omar. Absolutely delighted. Amazing start to, to the new year for Aston Villa Football Club. Professional mm. job in the first half. Quite defensive. Not much happened, actually, in that entire half for either side. But Villa kind of got the job done. Were resolute after being a little bit open against Liverpool. And then the second half, top away performance, really. Created a few chances. Took the chances. Defended. Saw the game out relatively comfortably, as they have done in, in all their wins. Something we're not used to as, as Villa fans. And a, and a great day at the office. Really was, yeah, yeah. Really comfortable, really comfortable win, and uh, yeah, completely sums up the game for me. I thought at first ten minutes, I thought we started really well. Um, I thought we imposed ourselves in the game. Were the better side for sort of first ten minutes. We're looking to create, you know, create uh, create chances. We're ambitious with the ball, uh, winning the ball back, winning those second balls. You know, we looked pretty good. But then I think as that first half went on, we sort of went in our shells a little bit. But but we were pretty good defensively. And given what happened against Liverpool, where we were really open and uh, probably too open for Unai Emery's liking. I think that was uh, something we needed. We just needed to maybe go in at the break at, without conceding a goal and, look, and looking a bit resolute, which we did. I thought Tyron Mings was very good in that first half. I thought Kamara was very good in that first half. But going forward, we were just sort of lacking that little bit of cutting edge, apart from Ollie Watkins cutting inside and, you know, that pretty poor finish. I don't think there was too much else to note in that first half. But I don't remember another shot from Villa in that first half. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember anything else. And then, but second half, we just totally dominated Spurs. And given, you know, given the recent results against Spurs, uh, I know we've won the odd game, but, you know, we've been on the on the back of a couple of hidings and, you know, Son scored plenty of goals against us. I think it was just, it's just very nice to see us dominate a game away from home against, you know, a team that's trying to, you know, with that win, if they'd won that game, they'd gone into top four, I think, so... It's one of their best ever starts to the Premier League season, I think, which feels quite weird because, I don't, especially recently, they've not been firing on all cylinders at all, Spurs. No. But let's go back to the, the start of the day, then the, the team selection. Up in arms, as always, on, on social media, when, when you see the team selection, Robin Olsen obviously kept his place in goal. Emi Martinez, returning from World Cup duty, was mm-hmm. on the bench. Matty Cash, who's played in the World Cup as well, was on the bench. And you know, the strange thing would have been if Martinez wasn't ready, if something had happened to Olsen in the first five, ten minutes, Martinez would have had to have come on. So, you know, if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're probably fit enough to start, even as a goalkeeper, I would say. But what I realised at the start of the game, as the game materialised, and, and I put a tweet out saying this was, Unai Emre is a manager who's all about the little details, all about the finer details, all about working on things in training. He's, he's big on fitness and big on players that have had more time to get across what his messages that he's got his messages across to the players that have not been at the World Cup more so than the likes of Matty Cash and Emmy Martinez who who've been away. So I don't think it's any coincidence that that whole eleven that he picked against Tottenham at the, at the start of the day that they were all there throughout the whole of the of the World Cup break working with Emery. 
I think that's that's by design. And maybe the players that have been away now, they're playing catch up a little bit because the players that he's worked with for the last month, they'll be further ahead in what Unai Emery wants. Would would you yeah. go along with that? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, again, a sign of an elite manager, isn't it? Those those details, those being detail orientated, and that sort of small margins makes such a massive difference in the Premier League. You know, we saw against Liverpool where you know we could have easily drawn that game or won that game with the chances we had. Um, and it was just those small margins that meant that we lost three one, and I think Emery acknowledges that in, in Premier League football you need to you need to sort of make the most of those small margins because they do add up. And yeah, I think you're probably right. It's not something I thought of actually until you said it. Um, and I think it's it's probably uh, it's probably why he's Olsen's been chosen because obviously Olsen's not been chosen because of his performances. I don't think they've been fantastic, but um, I think Martinez coming back from the World Cup not so much physically, but mentally, given what he's been through, it's quite a lot to come back and play Premier League football after that. Normally, when you play a World Cup, you know, you have, normally have four or five weeks off before you come back and, and play Premier League football to come the week after after winning the World Cup. It's a lot for anyone to, to come back from. And I'm, I'm not saying he's not ready, mentally ready or anything like that. I'm sure he is. I guess you've got, because he's been in, essentially now, sorry to interrupt you, he's been in three yeah. different countries. Exactly. He's been in Qatar. Exactly. Guitar. He's been he's been he's been in Qatar. He's um he's he's been back to Argentina and now he's he's back in the in the UK. So he's had three different time zones to contend with in, in recent weeks as well. And that you know you, we've all been on holiday. You know that when when you've done that, it, it, it takes a bit of getting used to, and I think and a bit of getting yourself back and and, and sharp mentally and back to the acclimatizing to, to the time zones and, and whatnot. So I, I do think there's something in that. That's why Martinez did, didn't play. And Emery said at the start of the game, this was this was always the plan. Olsen yeah. would Olsen yeah. would play this game, which I, I was surprised about because you know, as soon as you saw Martinez was back in the building, back at Bodymore, you expected he'd probably play this game, didn't you? Yeah, although I must say he did he did look like he'd been partying. <laughs> he looked like he'd been come back from fragile. a fragile. Looked fragile. And uh, you know, I, I mean I, I was lucky to see him first hand at the World Cup and you know, standing behind him at Netherlands game. And, you know, mentally I can imagine how much just that game took took its toll on him and then for the final as well. Like, you know, it's a lot. You know, people don't realize physically is one thing, but mentally to go through that, go through the, you know, the tension, the stress, the jubilation, you know, it, it's a lot, I think. Um, so I think it was the right call. And obviously it was the right call because Olsen, I thought, was very good. Um, solid, I would describe him. I think solid, his most yeah. solid game. First clean sheet as well. First clean sheet. He didn't have to do much in terms of making saves, but I thought he commanded the box really well. He was good with his distribution. I'd be interested to see, I don't know what you think about the next game now, whether Martinez comes back in or Olsen keeps his place. I'm not sure how, how Emery operates on that on that front. The thing I don't like about it is that it adds fuel to the fire of all Emery doesn't like doesn't like Martinez, which is a load of rubbish, and that Martinez doesn't like Emery and things like that. It's absolute codswallop. God, how old am I using that phrase? It's it's you know, it's it's, it's a load of rubbish, isn't it? That it's it's not true, but it'd be difficult to <laughs> As much as I would put Emmy Martinez in goal, because mm. Emmy Martinez to me is the better goalkeeper, and Emmy Martinez is one of Villa's best players. Obviously, you know he just won the World Cup. Yeah, kind of difficult now to, to change it, isn't it? He kept the same team from the from the Liverpool game. He must have thought they'd done okay and played quite well. Difficult to change after going to Tottenham and winning two, and and him keeping a clean sheet. Now, if he'd conceded a few goals, it's probably easier to change it. But for him to have kept a clean sheet. It's difficult, I would say. Let us know in the in the in the live chat what you do, and we'll flash yeah, a few of those comments up on the screen. But yeah. obviously, I think Martinez should be in goal because Martinez is is the better goalkeeper. Hmm. But it's then I do think it's tougher now to do it. Honestly, after that game, I, I do because and again, this is just because I know that Emery put so much credence on those that will have worked for him with a long for a longer period of time, and hmm. that's Olsen at the moment. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, oh uh, yeah, uh, whatever, whatever he decides, you know, we'll back him no matter what. Um, I, I yeah. and you're right, it is that fuel. The fuel to the fire is a key point. I think there's a lot of noise around. You know, obviously with cuts going and whether Martinez is happy and whether he'll go to a Champions League club. I thought it was quite good that he came out. It was quite telling. He came out with you know, this is my club sort of tweet or Instagram post, wasn't it? I thought yeah. that was quite quite good. And also on the sidelines as well, Martinez, I don't know if you saw his body language, the way he was coaching, he was getting involved, he was talking to the subs when they're coming on. You know, I think that's great to see. He's, you know, he, he loves his club. You know, Villa have given him the chance that he needed. He's gone to the Argentinian squad with Villa and, uh, you know, he's won the World Cup, won the Copa America with Villa. So I don't think that's, uh, that's an issue at all. But going back to the game, I just thought, yeah, Olsen was decent. I thought the whole back four were excellent. Um, Ashley Young just... Defies logic. It moment. does, really Ashley does. That's, it's exactly the word I was going to use. It, it's just, it's so good. He's been so good. He's still, he's, he's my player this season so far. Um, it's just so consistent, so quick as well. I don't know if you saw a couple of times when, yeah, you know, I think it was yeah, the beginning of the first half, you know, Son sort of blocked a ball and then it was sort of sort of Getting get back between. on the left wing, cutting inside, still yeah, got know, the pass. Yeah. yeah, I think he could do the job. Uh, but no, it was great to see and he battled hard and he's just, you know, he's just wise, you know, people talk about experience and, Sometimes overuse the experience factor for players. You know, players who are not very good, but say, you know, he's very experienced and, blah, 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 and he's actually crap. But actually, actually, young, he uses the experience so well and he's so fit as well. Um, it's just, it's just been fantastic this season. I think he's been a lot better, 10 times better than this season than he was last season, I think, um, playing in that right back or left yeah. back position. But yeah, with that. overall, I thought, yeah, you know, fantastic. Um, and, and a big shout out for a midfield as well. The, the double pivot that we've talked about for so long on this pod. Kamara and Luis so good. I, I do think Spurs missed Benton Core and obviously Kozilevsky, but I just think Luis and Kamara, even against Liverpool, I know we were wide open, but I think it was more to do with sort of the wider team shape rather than just a midfield. But they just they just they just complement each other so well, don't you think? I think they both do similar things well, but it seems to work. But Kamara, for a free free transfer signing, Villa will make serious money on him when the time comes for for him to leave. And he's so young as well. He looks like a seasoned pro the way he plays the game. He's relatively new to the league as well, isn't he, Burbukar Kamara? Has he played more than 10 games? Probably not Mm -hmm. at the moment. I haven't got the stats in front of me, but I'd imagine he hasn't played much more than than, than 10 Premier League games. But he he looks accomplished. You know, Premier League panel who I've worked with for who scored, he's one of the the best football analysers that, that, that there is. And he, he was tweeting about Berbakar Kamara today, saying what a great defensive midfielder he is. He just offers everything that you would want from a deep line midfielder. And, and it's true. And, we, you know, we've wanted a player like that for probably ever since we've been back in the Premier League, especially. We've been crying out for a player like that. Mm. Him and Louise working in tandem. They're both comfortable on the ball. Kamara's probably the better of the two at breaking it, but they're both capable of breaking it. They're both so good in tight spaces as well, which is what you want in a congested midfield sometimes. Because sometimes when you're playing as a two, you can end up getting overrun, especially the way Villa are operating at the moment, the formation Villa are playing with two strikers. But they just get themselves out, out of trouble. They work hard. As I say, they win the ball. They're both good on the ball. They can progress the ball. Kamara's close control is, a, is an absolute joke. If you watch him closely, he's, he's close control in the way he manipulates space and t- the way he receives the ball on the half turn as well. They're yeah. both very good at that. From modern day sixes, having those two playing together, it's it's comfortably the best central midfield pair in Villa have had since they've been back in the Premier League. Oh, 100%. And um, I think it's, uh, Kamara has elevated Louise's game as well. Uh, I think going forward, Louise has been so much better in terms of creating chances, getting in the final third. I just saw the goal today just being involved in the final third more. Uh, whereas before, obviously, he had to play a more withdrawn role. 
and it's quite interesting after having so much talk around can we play two in the middle do we need an, you know do we need three in the middle have we got the midfielders for it the fact we're playing four four two now pretty much you know Leon Bailey and the Watkins are I know Bia Bailey drifts to the right but it just show it goes to show it's not so much the formation it's just the shape of the team that's important on and off the ball I think that's where Emery comes in you know the way that Again, going back to the detail, in you know, every detail he's thinking about, he's on the pitch, he's asking players to you know, take a step back or move to the left, move to the right. And, you know, the way we play, the way we progress the ball, it's just so much better than anything we've seen under Gerard, uh, even even Deed Smith. Yeah, he is. You know, since, you know, before mine and Neil days, really, you know, just the way we play football, we're not we're not hoofing it up down the line. When we are playing long balls, it's normally a chip ball, just a, a midfielder that's withdrawn or a striker that's withdrawn into space that they can then turn. You know, we're trying to keep the ball. We're not trying to, you know, yeah, there'll be mistakes, I'm sure, because we're still we're still trying to play this, this sort of brand of football. But it's, it's not like... the problems, isn't it? Yeah, like we saw course. We saw it against Liverpool, didn't we? Uh, yeah, against exactly. the top team that was good on that day. There was moments where, where we struggled and we, we couldn't provide Emery what he wanted. But the improvement is tenfold. Oh, the improvement yeah, from when, when Steve and Gerard. I was on TalkSport this morning and I, I compared it to when you're a kid and you get, you get you've been playing with Dupla. And then suddenly at Christmas, you get some Lego, you're elevated to Lego. And it's a different ball game. It's more mature. You know, you're playing playing something different. And that's what the Villa players are doing. They've gone from virtually no coaching to serious elite level coaching where every minute detail matters. Wherever the ball is in the pitch, you you need to know where you should be both on and off the ball. You'll have a position where you should be, who you should be tied to, whether you should hold back, whether you should make a run forward. For every precise little little meter of the pitch really so it's the players deserve credit really for nine points out of 12 with the fixtures that we've had as well trying to learn new methods everyone mm. at the club deserves credit because that one it shows what a great coach Emery is because that is not an easy first four games by any stretch of the imagination no, not at all. to the players to go from looking absolutely hopeless must have been like, like bewildered by what they were being asked to do or not being asked to do because there was no structure there was no cohesive system Villa had no identity and the team was changing every single week they couldn't do that. They were just completely hamstrung by the manager and the coaching staff filler. To go from that to have to try and work under this manager who is the guy, I think that players have done amazingly. Mm. It's a, it's crazy, actually, when you think about it. This is the same set of players. There's, there's going to be no changes. There's a lot not... of people said, didn't they? They said, yeah, I, I, I know I thought this. I didn't yeah. think this was a bad group of players. I think no. there could be improvements. I think players can yeah. do better. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Even today, I think players, there's players that could, can play better. Mm. They were nowhere near as bad as what they were being made to look under Gerard's system. No, Gerard, no. He, he was actually, when you look at it now, it's actually embarrassing. If you, if you, even if you watch that Southampton win that we won one nil, if you watch that game and compared it to that that turn today and watch the same players, you'd be a man. You would, you wouldn't think they were the same players. You yes. honestly wouldn't. And that's the sign of a good manager. Yeah, and and you know people say, well, Kamara's come back and he's helped a lot and he's elevated our game, which is true. Kamara but... was there for a fair few of Gerard's games. It was there for Southampton game for that's yeah, the game yeah. got injured, isn't it? So, yeah. um yeah, I think um, it's it's yeah, it's quite telling actually that um, how either how bad of a coach manager or setup that we had under Gerard or how good of a setup we've got under Emery. I think it's both. both 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 are true. Both. Um, the setup sounds sounds from what I've heard. The setup under Gerard sounds miserable. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I think the players are just happier being able to play better football. Um, and creating chances, you know, we look more threatening aside. We won't win every game because, you know, we're not a, we're not a top four, top six side. You know, we're not that level just yet. But we just look a lot more competent with the ball, and I think that's what we've all, always wanted is just just a, a team that knows its its game plan, that knows what they're looking to do in each game. Whether that is to 
to play the beautiful game, whether it is to keep things tight, whatever it is, I think Emery is going to be pretty flexible when it comes to that. I don't think we're going to play the same brand of football every single game. No, you won't. But but I think we, we've finally got a, a manager who knows football, who, who's knowledgeable about football and he can instill a game plan. It won't work every single time, but you know, you'll be able to identify as a fan sitting there in the stands watching it on TV that, oh, we've got a game plan. We're trying to do something here. Um, I, I thought that unboxing day. I didn't think yeah. it was. I didn't think it was. Some people were absolutely losing their mind, and I thought it was an okay performance. I thought on another day, Villa take a few of their chances. Also on another day, Liverpool could have taken a few more of theirs as well. Sure. It wasn't like we weren't in the game. We lost. We lost to Liverpool. You know, they've been one of the best teams in the world for the last three yeah, or four yeah. years. I, I was too down about this that season. No, I, I felt okay with it. I thought, I thought we were relatively unfortunate too with their goals to deflections off Mings as well. So it wasn't like you know. Out, out there scoring outrageous goals we just got beat by, by a good team and I thought we put up a decent fight you know which hasn't happened too many times against against the top six really in, in, in the last five, five, six, seven, eight years it, that hasn't happened so I came away from that feeling positive but I've got to say I, did, I, didn't, I didn't massively expect to win today even when we went 1-0 up because Spurs have just been going behind every week that, that's what they've mm. been doing but mm. once we went ahead we, we, we looked comfortable and the, the first goal Yes, it's a it's a terrible error from Hugo Lloris. You know, just just this after his performance at Villa Park last season, where he was absolutely outrageous in the first half, and they ended up beating us four 0 despite the fact we played okay in, in the first yeah. half that day. He's made he's made, and that maybe that comes down to you know saying people mentally right coming back from the World Cup. Hugo Lloris has just lost a World Cup final. You know, he's made he's made a ricket there, but Villa have still executed that in a controlled manner afterwards because Watkins hasn't panicked. He's taken his time. He, he's he's followed up. He hasn't lashed at it. People criticise Ollie Watkins for all sorts in the Liverpool game. He's remained composed. He's found Wendaya. And I don't know, he finished easy finish, actually. I think it's a clever yeah. finish the way he's really put, clever put it back, yeah. kind of put it back where it came from. That's a, that's a that's a great finish. It's a well-worked goal. And Watkins actually in general, I thought he was brilliant today. I thought he worked so, so hard, run the channels. It's sometimes a thankless task away from home. He didn't get loads of service, didn't have loads of chances today. But he worked hard and he was involved in most good things Villa did. And he was a massive part for that goal. That goal doesn't happen without Ollie Watkins' instinct to follow up. 100%. I'm so pleased for both of Bundia and Watkins because I think uh, Watkins has been getting a lot of rap. And, I, you know, I was critical of his finishing against Liverpool as well. Um, don't get me wrong. But I think he's just the perfect forward for this 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 team and what Emery's trying to do. Um, and to be involved in the goal, I think I think what we're seeing with, with Watkins now is he's just more involved in the general build-up play. Whereas before, he obviously was finishing moves off and scoring goals. Whereas now, I think, you know, this, he's getting more assists. He's getting involved in that sort of build-up play. He's having to work hard up there by himself, but he's got Leon Bailey now to support him. He's also, again, putting a shift in. You know, again, people have questioned his attitude, but I think since Emery's come in, he's been fantastic as well. And for Bendir as well, I think, again, getting criticism about, you know, his general play and losing the ball. But... Buendia is always going to be that player. I've said it from the beginning when we first signed him. You know, he might have five moments in the game and two or three of them maybe you, you sort of might tear in your hair out thinking, what, you know, why has he missed that pass or why has he done that? Why has he lost the ball there? But those two moments in the game, he'll create a one-on-one chance for someone or do something out of nothing. And I think that's the type of player we've needed for such a long time. And I think you just have to accept the rough with the smooth of Buendia. He is always going to try the intricate pass. He's always going to try the forward ball or the one-touch layoff. That's what he loses the ball, isn't it? Because he tries yeah. to play the forward pass. Like Louise is a bit the same. Those yeah. two always look forwards and try and play forwards. And I'll never criticise someone for giving the ball away if, if they're trying to go forwards and trying to make something happen. And I think Buendere and Louise are two in the Villa team that do that. Yeah, exactly. And I think you need those players. And I think in this this team that we're, what we're trying to do 
Um, you know, we're creating much more chances for Brundiers in the team and Watkins is is running running the flanks and, you know, pulling and pushing defenders all, all over the place. I think that's the reason why we're creating so many chances because it allows space for the likes of Bailey, Luis, Kamara, you know, and then the fullbacks getting forward as well. Uh, and I'm just so happy for Brendier to score a goal because, again, he's been criticised a little bit for his goal involvement. Been a while, so, hasn't it? Is it all been a while. goal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, yeah, just really, really great goal and great finish. I completely agree. I think to go near post like that when there was three or four bodies in the way, again, you know, just calm and composed, something we don't, you know, we didn't really see on Boxing Day from Villa. Um, I, I thought that was great to see. And just generally, as you say, it was just so nice to see such a controlled performance against one of the better sides in the league. You know, I think we limited uh, Tottenham to like 0.4 xG, which uh, you know, away from home against Spurs, you know, you, you can't ask better, better performance than that in terms of in terms of dominating, controlling a, a game. I think that's I think that's just fantastic. Yeah, and Gazo says we got stronger as the game went on, and I'd go along with that. One nil, you know, you start to think, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll sit back, maybe Spurs will come on to us a, a little bit more now because, that, that, as I say, they've got a good record from behind this season. They've got themselves back into games. They they did it the other day against Brentford. They were they were yeah. down and they got themselves back in the game. You know that is what they've been doing in the Conte this season. But Villa didn't allow that. Villa grew and got more more stature in the game. Actually, got more control of possession, I think, as, as the game went on. And then, obviously, a bit more space started to open up and Villa, Villa took advantage of that. This is the main thing under Emery for me. And it's something I don't feel like I've ever seen at Villa unless it was when I was really young and I don't remember it. Players picking up the ball in space. Bit of movement off the ball <laughs> and someone could pick the ball up. Yeah. It sounds so simple. But it's something I don't remember really seeing from Villa players. And it's it's not just like one or two players. It's, it's everyone going forward. Players can pick up the ball in, in space now and have space to drive into in... Again, it comes down to knowing where you're supposed to be, both on, on and off the ball. And Villa players shape. can pick the ball up in space. And that second goal, Villa really came into the ascendancy. Of that second goal. It's a lovely, lovely move. It's a, it's a great piece of football. It's a great goal. It's a, it's a clever pass for, from John McGinn. Again, he's passing something that gets criticised. And there was times today where he was sloppy and he, and he gave the ball away. But for that goal, he, he showed what he's capable of, the, the way he's picked Louise out. And again, it's not... It's because it's, it's close in. It looks like it's a, it's an easy goal and an easy finish. But Douglas Louise, one, his touch was absolute perfection. Two, a clever kind of stabbed finish past Lloris, sending him the wrong way. It's an excellent team goal. And you don't expect to see your number six popping up there. But the, this fluidity of the way Villa are playing now, he does. And it's, it's a great goal from Villa. And again, you know, McGinn getting him involved. I think he's... Someone's just put... Uh, Love Bleeds has just said that McGinn's getting better every game. Since Henry's come in and he's kind of played this hybrid role on the on the flank slash mm. when we're in, in possession, it's a 4 2 2 2. McGinn has got better. He's still not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I don't think any of the players are, per- are perfect, with probably the exception of Kamara and Louise, who I will just wax lyrical about all day at the moment. But he's, get, he's getting there, McGinn. He's getting back to the McGinn that we want because he's allowed to get further forward, which he wasn't allowed to do again. under Stephen Gerrard. He was basically playing as a right back. And there's times today when, when he was playing, playing as a right back as well when Villa were defending. But it's more measured and it's well coached, and you can see why we, why we're doing it, and we're playing the way the way that we're playing defensively and and defensively as well. So it's just a just a lovely goal, and great to see Dougie scoring as well because I think he's all round game deserved a goal. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you look look where McGinn was when he paid that pass. He was centre centre midfield. You know, he so he was popping out on the right, but he was allowed that freedom to come inside. And uh, again, the shape of the team, you're going back to having that movement off the ball, and, and that move started with Kamara nicking the ball back off. Kane, a loose ball from, from Son as well. Yeah, he's so, exceptional. You know, again, Kamara was key there. Louise gets the ball inside. And you're right, McGinn. I think McGinn, I think what has been nice to see with McGinn is we're so used to seeing McGinn being the engine of the team and being the sort of driving force of our team, um, which is probably why he's at the forefront of our criticism because he's, he's always involved 
in whatever we do. Um, but to see him on the right where he's a bit more withdrawn and he doesn't get as much of the ball, but is having to do a game for the team, no, having to do a role for the team at the end of the day. I think it's good to see uh, a more measured McGinn. I think that's what we're seeing. He's obviously, I imagine Emery's been in his ear about, you know, when to when to make the Hollywood pass, when to shoot, when to pass, uh, you know, when to keep the ball and retain possession. I think that's what we're seeing from McGinn, a bit more, a bit more of a measured McGinn. I think that's, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a good version of him. I still think there's more to come from McGinn. Um, and he's having to do a job for the team because we don't have any wingers, <laughs> ultimately. Um, but I think he's got he's got an important role in this team and in this squad under Emery, and I, th- I think he's he's, you know, he's done really well. But but going back to that finish, I think what was what was more, most impressive for me was, I think nine times out of ten, Villa player or anyone else would have tried to finish that first time that ball coming through would have tried to reach for it or you know try and stab it or volley it with with their wrong foot. But the fact that Luis had the composure to just to put his stamp his foot on it, stab it down, and then to wrong foot the keeper, I think again. You know, composure, which is what something we've lacked for for a long time. Both both goals, I think, composure was key. Um, and, and again, the sign of a very good team is that sort of cutting edge in the final third. And I think that's what we saw. Yeah, I think as well. Another thing that stands out for me about Emery is you were talking. You know, we're talking about McGinnum and how he was playing today and where he's playing. Kind of could consider it as out out of position. You know, Villa have had a fascination with out of position players for years as well. I mean, mm. Carlos Quella playing right back. Olaf Melberg playing right back under O'Neill. There's been various other managers that Hutton at left back that have been fascinated with playing people <laughs> yeah. in unnatural position. But again, Emery's game plan and Emery's tactics and his coaching, it doesn't matter where people play. Matty Cash came on and, and, and played midfield. It shouldn't work. But I know he's played there before, but it, but, it, but it did work. You'd have thought probably Ashley Young would have been the one to move forward and Matty Cash dropped back in. But he didn't want to disrupt his back four. So Matty Cash comes in and plays in midfield. And for that moment in the game, the point we were, I think we were 1-0 up at, at, at that point when he brought Cash on. You know, it made sense. And then McGinn shuffled over to, to the left. Also, we've brought on an array of defenders to say out the game. And I remember Steve Bruce. It was a championship game. Can't remember who it was against. It was at the start of the season. We got promoted and we were 1-0. And he brought Neil Tyler on to play left wing. It was, a, it was a vintage Bruce move. And we ended up giving away a penalty and we drew 1-1. I think it may have been Reading at home. In, a yeah. early, in early championship games in the, the, season. Game. In yeah, the yeah. season, we got promoted in the Luke shirt. So, you know, if that, and that was a catastrophe. And I remember Bruce getting absolutely slated after the game for a negative substitution. Unai Emery bring, brings players on to, to see out the game. And it, and it works. It worked against Brighton as well. You know, Bednarek's barely had any football. Chambers has barely had any football. But he, but he brings them on with a specific job. And it's like they know what they're supposed to be doing. They're, they've been so well coached as well and they've probably been instructed as they're going on the pitch so well. They know what they're supposed to be doing. And Villa see the game out comfortably. When have Villa ever seen out games comfortably? The three wins we've had under Emre, Manchester United, we were 3-1 what, three, one up, obviously, going into the end of the game. Brighton, we were 2-1 up going into the end of the game. And today, 2-0. No, I don't remember either, any of those teams creating chances in the last 10 minutes of the game because Villa have, Villa have seen it out. And I, you, you've sat there as many times at Villa Park as I are feeling absolutely uncomfortable, even if you even if you three and look with five minutes mm. left, you're still thinking in the back of your mind, something's going to happen here. Mm. But there's just something about it that what he did today, going defense, going defensive and bringing those players on, it should have probably invited pressure, but it, but he didn't, and we saw we saw the game out with, with ease, and that, that's a refreshing thing as a Villa fan to see and watch as well. Yeah, I think so. I think um, again, the sign of a good manager. Chambers coming on, trying to disrupt the play. But I think the key was your, your point earlier where everyone knows their role. I think that's the that's the key. It's not like a haphazard substitution where you're like, you know, a bit like bringing Samba on and putting him up front against Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. You know, like, those, <laughs> those kind of 
those kind of where you just put a player on and hope they do the job. It's with clear instructions. They've probably been drilled into him in the week leading up that if we're in this position, this is what you need to do. But also, I didn't think I don't think we we played a different way. We still played the same way. We, we didn't yeah. try we didn't try and sit deep and let invite pressure on us. We still try to be high up the pitch, try and win the ball high up the pitch. Um, we, we were clever with our fouls as well. Uh, I thought Chambers did a straight, couple of times. Very straight wise, straight wise uh, um, as well. So I, I think it's one is one is players knowing the roles. Two is mentality as well. I think the the obviously the squad have have got this mentality now. Whether it's be there for the long term, I guess we'll see. We're in a good good phase at the moment, but that you know we can see these games out and to and to be aggressive and to be on the front foot and not to sit back and invite pressure. You know we didn't play like a we didn't play that deep at all today, really. Uh, which which helped massively it, it leading up, you know, towards the end of the game, which I think is a, is another big factor. So yeah, no, overall great to see and, and good for those players as well that they have an impact as well. You know, we're using the squad. Emery's Emery's yeah. not one of these. Oh, he's not he's, he's not Martin Neal where he's going to use fourteen players for for the whole season. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna mix and match and he's gonna bring players on. And even when Cash came on, played right wing. I know he's played there for you know, Duncan Kilburn saying he's played there for Forest. I knew yeah, someone I was going to come in with that comment. Yeah. Smart ass Duncan. But Kilburn. he hasn't played there. He's a bad player Villa, right? To be fair, long time, even, even long time. Even, you know, mistaken. yeah. But but he looked he looked comfortable there, and we created chances, and he looked decent from that position as well. We were still threatening, even with Cash. Normally, when you bring uh, you know fullback and play him in the wing wing position, it's to see our game, and you become you know you end up playing almost like two fullbacks. You know, holding each other's hands, but it wasn't that way at all. Cash was bombing forward time and time again. Um, there was time, you know, time and time again, he was on the right wing, he was on the left back, and there was a few times, a few raking balls over the top where he, you know, he, he found him. And, you know, again, showing you the mentality of the team and mentality of Emery as well, which I think is great to see. Even at the end of the game, I was texting Dolan through the game, giving him updates of what was going on because he was, he was working today. And we got a corner, I think, in the 94th minute. And I was thinking, I surely will get the, get the ball in the corner here. No, we we we, we, we did and try, 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 yeah. trying to get a third, and we ended up having having a chance. I think Watkins had a header in it, and, and it went wide. You know, but even then, you're thinking, get the ball in the corner, but we but we didn't. You know, yeah. we, we were trying trying to score more goals. It's it's just great to watch at the moment. Like I say, even that Liverpool game, I didn't come away too downbeat and too disappointed by that game. A lot of people did. Now mm. I didn't really understand why. You know, I mean, obviously Neil took some stick off me for his tweet but then a lot of people in the comments and uh, were, were backing what Neil said to be honest that you yeah yes of course you're allowed to be negative but I, I didn't understand it because we won two out of Emery's first three games and now we've won three out of four and there was tough tough four games as you, you could ask for really aren't there mm. so there was a great someone replied to me on Twitter earlier I can't, forgive me because I can't remember who it was I, I tweeted about this this nine points from 12 and someone tweeted saying it feels like we've taken nine points from zero and that's exactly right because we probably we probably would have got zero and Gerard, yeah. Gerard, yeah. mm. made it up one maybe if we if, if we were lucky, but to take take a nine points from those games when he's you know especially you know half of those games he's he's had like no no time to work with the players at all really because the game the games have come two games in a, in a week there. Mm. I just think it, I, I think it's amazing genuinely. Yeah, definitely, I think so. I think uh, and you're you know going back to what you were saying earlier about how comfortable we've been in those games, seeing out the wins. You know, these are Brighton, May United, Spurs are teams who are known for coming well. Many United Spurs are known for coming back from losing positions. You know they they're they're excellent at coming back in games. Um, and and Brighton are no mugs as well in terms of creating chances. So yeah, overall really happy. Uh, you know buzzing to be honest and looking forward to the next game. Ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. 
nice, nice message from uh, Borodin there, congratulating us, a Spurs fan, saying that we deserved it and praising Unai Emery. Fair play for coming on and, and saying that. I, I, look, I, I didn't think Spurs were great today, but you can you can only beat what's put out in front of you. And Villa have lost to a lot of poor teams over, over the last few seasons and certainly since they returned to Premier League, lost lost against a lot of teams who haven't had to do a fat lot to beat them. You know, that, that hasn't happened today. Villa have gone to Spurs and, and won 2-0. And as I've said on the show a couple of times now, Spurs, that's what they've done this season. They've, they've come from behind and, and, and rescued points and rescued games and, and won games. And they didn't get sniffed today. Harry Kane and Son, who's tormented us plenty of times over the over the last few years. Son wasn't wasn't really in, in, in the game at all. Even when he took his mask off, he wasn't wasn't really in the game, was he? So, you know, Villa have, Villa have shut Tottenham down today with a good, good defensive game plan. Perfect away performance, really. Keep it tight in the first half. Don't do anything stupid. Make sure you're in the game going into the second 45. And then really grown into the ascendancy and taking the game to Spurs and probably deserve to win in the second half. So as away games go, that's pretty perfect, Omar. Some do, haven't they? Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that probably just about does us. We will be back for a preview of the Wolves game at some point in the next few days. So watch out for that. I can't go to the Wolves game. I've got, I've got some fixture congestion in my working life, so I can't make the Wolves game on Wednesday. But we do know when I can't make a home game. Oh, we know what that means. Three points to the Villa boys. So there is some <laughs> positives to that. We're hoping that Villa will be active in January. And I am in Sky Studios on Sky Sports News on Wednesday and Thursday, 9 till 10 and 12 till 1. Hoping that at some point in the show, I'll get to talk about Aston Villa Football Club, as well as all the other wonderful Premier League teams that there are in the league. So if you want to watch me on that, I'd appreciate the support. That would be absolutely excellent for the transfer talk shows. Love doing it. Obviously, going down to Sky Studios is brilliant for me. So I wouldn't be there without the people that have watched me over the years. So I appreciate all the support and thank you very much. Omar, you got anything to plug? No, mate. No, 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 no. Plug. I'm not doing anything. Lazy. Lazy, lazy in the podcast lazy, game, Omar. Lazy, can't do lazy. more. No, we've got, we got an episode coming out this week. Uh, okay. Back in. We had a bit of a break for New Year, a couple of week break. So yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back next week, this week on uh, on YouTube as well. We're on now, by the way. Yeah, you are. You are. Taking the fight to us on YouTube. Thank you very no, much no. for doing never, that. Mate. Oh, never, mate. So, yeah. Never, mate. We'll never. Um, so, yeah, we've got a match preview. We'll, of course, have a post-match point after the Wolves game as well. I will. Obviously, I'll find a way to watch that game on Wednesday night, so I'm sure I'll be involved. Maybe I can do a post-match point from my hotel room. We'll see what happens, and we'll talk to our producer, Adam, and let you know what we're doing. To find out when them shows are coming, make sure you subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on. I can see we've got 473 watching at the moment, so thanks very much for that. I like the interaction of people being live. It's really, really good. I enjoy that, but thank you to those that are going to go on and watch as well. Don't forget to get yourself some Purity Ale to celebrate. If you, if you do, drink <coughs> hashtag VillaView gets you 10% off if you use that code at the check out have a good rest of the night i'm gonna to go to bed up the villa up the villa sports social podcast network